Hello, you beautiful humans. You are listening to Healing in Doses, a place for bite-sized nuggets of healing magic provided one spoonful at a time. It is your host, Siobhan, owner of Sweet Immunity, resident astrologer, chief herbalist, and all-around lover and believer in the universe. I am excited, as always, to be back for another episode of Sky Magic, this time part two of December 2019. And this, friends, is going to be my second to last episode. I have one more kind of special episode I want to release before we kick it off into a new decade and a new era of being. But before that, this will be my last episode of Sky Magic before the new year. I am so excited for the rest of December and what it has in store and what it helps us to create and foster and build before we challenge ourselves in this new um, quantum shift in our lives, right? Moving out of a 10-year cycle into a new 10-year cycle is no small feat. The cosmos have their cycles and anytime they go, you know, from one place to the next, things happen and, and life changes and the cosmos change and the energy changes. And that is reflected in each and every one of our lives as well. So if you are not the person that likes to celebrate New Year's or you're like, I'm going to sit home today, I advise that you find a home that is celebratory, that you make your own home celebratory, connect with friends, family, go out, you don't have to party, you don't have to spend a lot of money, but ensure that you are grounded in the kind of love and connection that you want to feel as you usher in a new era of your life. Now, December at the back end, right, really gives us an opportunity to continue thinking about the structure of our world, whether it's our career, our health, our romantic lives, our family, our friendships, the way in which we are represented in the world. December is kind of like a baby 2020, right? It has its own kind of mini microcosm of what the year will bring, particularly the first couple of months of the year. And so do not take these last couple of weeks um, and, and, you know, the, the last kind of two weeks or so in December lately, because there's a lot of powerful transits happening that really, uh, that will kind of help prepare us for what is to come. And so you want to make sure that you're paying attention to them. Even if you don't make any critical actions, you should at least know what's happening. Because if it doesn't affect you as personally as it does uh, me, for instance, it may be affecting others around you. And so getting some understanding into what they may be confronting in their own lives is really important. At the time that you are listening to this episode, hopefully, you are past and fully activated by the full moon in Gemini that came in on December 12th. There's something I want to say about this particular full moon. Now, every full moon is powerful. Um, It comes with it its own type of powerful energy. It is the celestial phase of shedding, of letting go. It's also the phase of celebration and taking stock for what you have built for yourself. The moon is all about emotions, deep, knowing, deep understanding. It's the feminine energy of the cosmos. And so wherever it sits in your birth chart can give you a clear understanding of how you engage with the world, how your heart, how your soul engages with the world. And so when the moon, as beautifully emotional and sensual and romantic and and at times dark and stormy, 
as that moon goes into a sign like Gemini, a sign of communication, of intellect, of mental stability, of technology, of openness, you find your emotions coming up from the surface, pulling their own roots out so that they can be seen. The full moon in Gemini may have ushered in a time of great awareness of a situation, of a problem, but equally of an opportunity. It may have allowed you to speak truth and speak depth of your spirit in a, in a way that was maybe more articulate than you may have imagined or more expressive and expansive than you may have imagined. And equally, there was times when your emotions may have, have really come to a powerful sense of, of uh, dominance in your words, in your thoughts, and in your actions. You may have felt a need for speed, a need for agility and greater flexibility in parts of your life. And so you became equally aware of the rigidity that may be present in your world. All of this is extremely important, not just for the immediate sense, but how this energy flows into the next few transits in December. I know for me, this full moon in Gemini gave me an opportunity to say some really important and powerful things to very, very special people in my life. And I will forever be grateful for that type of energy because, you know, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm a regular human being just like each and every one of you. And so I get stuck in holding patterns and I get, you know, knocked down by transits just like the rest of you. And so when the universe gives me an opportunity and provides energy around me that allows for me to break my spirit or my soul out of its own jail, I take it. And let me tell you something, y'all, I took it and I went there. And I'm so happy that I did it because it enabled me to honor parts of myself that I wasn't honoring. It enabled me to speak truths to people that I love. It enabled me to be honest with myself about who I am and what I want and not allow illusions to keep me from seeing the truth and feeling the truth. It also took away my shame in saying these things and in expressing myself or making decisions. Uh, and that impacted my, my family life, that impacted my romantic life, that impacted my career and my professional life. Uh, all sorts of truth, all sorts of letting go, all sorts of letting go so that I can embrace what is to come. And so I give you that because you may listen to this and think, well, I don't know how, when she says use this energy, like what am I talking about? It's allowing the energy to be ever present in your life and allowing it to be the safety net for you to do what you need to do, say what you need to say, make the changes you need to make or embrace that which you have feared for so long. And so with that, I pause here, give you an opportunity to get that birth chart Right? And so when we talk about some of these transits and we talk about where, where they are going to be placed and, and themes that they will be impacting in the sky, 
it will be fantastic for you to see where that transit is crossing uh, your particular natal chart. So where in the chart will these planets be moving and what areas of your life, and that's the houses, what areas of your life are going to be the most impacted by these shifts. So it's important to know that to make it real for you. It's something that I do as a personal exercise as best I can, and I find it really, really helpful. Whether I'm constructing this for you all, I'm learning and and making my predictions and, and writing for episodes in the future, I always look at it from a personal perspective and and see what's happening outward. See where the energy is in the grand scheme of things and how that will directly impact me. And so I advise you all to do the same and get familiar with yourself and how these transits will make the most um, impact on your individual life. So with that, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be back for December 2019, part two, Sky Magic Goodness. So let's begin, shall we? We start the second half of December with Jupiter forming a trine to the planet Uranus on December 15th. Jupiter is a planet of expansion and bounty and optimism. And Uranus is the planet of radical change, of new thoughts, new possibilities. It can feel a bit erratic depending on where Uranus is at. You can feel a bit all over the place and destabilized. This is also a planet that shifts generations. So wherever it stations, it stations for a long time. When Jupiter has such a positive impact and alignment with Uranus, it opens up the gateway to new possibilities, new adventures, the desire, the innate desire to take a step in a new direction. So if you felt that you've been sitting in a holding pattern for quite a long time, especially when you think about educational pursuits, definitely career, definitely relationships and partnerships that you've been forming, this aspect enables you to open up to the idea of a different outcome, a different scenario from what you are currently sitting in. Now, Jupiter is in Capricorn and Uranus is in Taurus. So Earth signs, this one's for you. Those two signs have a lot in common because of their Earth nature. They are grounded, at times extremely stubborn. In their best selves, they allow for a focus on the sensual, the material, and the hardworking elements of life. So they help, again, with the making our dreams come true reality, which is going to kind of be in the umbrella group from December all the way through February, March. There's a lot of activity happening in Capricorn, and so my my cap's out there. I feel you, and I feel for you, because this is definitely your age, and anyone who has a heavy Capricorn natal chart or very significant aspects to uh, whatever is in the sign of Capricorn in your natal chart, pay attention to Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter in 2020. Uh, Those planets are going to impact the Capricorn dominated area of your natal chart. And so you are seeing a little bit of that with Jupiter and Capricorn forming this relationship to Uranus. 
So this transit, again, it opens up new energies, new attitudes, new approaches. And for two very traditionally grounded signs, really all earth signs are quite traditional. And when the energy of, of this erratic and optimism and, and free-flowing and free-thinking energy comes into a very traditional kind of structured uh, element, it helps to really shift and move the needle forward in places that you may not have thought possible. So this influence is going to favor things that Jupiter uh, favors and Uranus favors, like groups, associations, connections where your inventive energy lies, where you have been least progressive, you may have the inclination to take a more kind of radical approach to a decision or an idea. It's important to allow that energy to invade your space, no matter how structured you are. It's okay to say yes when you've normally been saying no. And that's kind of what this uh, opportunity gives us. Okay? And this is a place where our spirits will generally feel a sense of warmth and lifting. And I have to say, it's been a pretty rough couple of weeks for me, I will say personally, and it has for a few individuals in my life. And I can tell you that I am feeling this sense of optimism come into my life, even as I record this episode. So the beginnings of this transit is happening even a few days before December 15th. And allow it to take you. Allow it to take you out of the rut, out of the prison, out of the feelings of scattered and and allow it to help you focus on what truly matters to you and what is truly meaningful in this stage of your life. You're able to help your financial endeavors and your professional endeavors really move the needle. This, for Jupiter, is the first of many significant aspects that will happen between Jupiter as it sits in Capricorn. So Jupiter is going to be really, really active in 2020, and this is the first of many activations that it will be opening up for each and every one of us to make some dreams come alive to give us the positive feelings of optimism and love. And if you've been feeling kind of down in the dumps lately, it's a welcomed new sense of spark and it will help enable that happiness so that that happiness can lead you forward. So allow these feelings, don't brush them off. Don't, don't think that they're fancy and and they're simply, um, you know, luxuries you can't afford at this time. Happiness is just as big of a driver in our lives and a motivator in our lives uh, as it is, you know, anything else. We, when we're happy as a as an individual and you're happy in a collective group, you tend to make decisions from the best possible outcome, not from the worst possible outcome. And this kind of alignment allows you to make those decisions with reality in mind. Again, the groundedness of the signs that these two planets are in will help you make a decision that's rooted in both, I think this is going to be great, and also, I know the reality and the limitations of it, and so I know where to play inside the lines, and even inside these lines, it's going to be awesome, and it allows you to feel that. And so December the 15th, although it's a you know a one day, it's kind of a one-time pass, if you've been waiting on making a move, if you've been holding on to something out of fear, let that shit go and ride the waves of happy. Five days later, we have Venus, the planet of love and sensuality and aesthetics, moving into the sign of Aquarius. 
Now, it's not an awful place for a Venus to be. I know some Venus in Aquarius natives that are like, I hate this placement, but in reality, it's not. Aquarius is a sign that is driven by the collective interest. And so love through friendship, right? Uh, falling in love with your friends again, falling in love with people who give you friendship vibes that you know uh, are connected to you at a level that's deeper than just um, at a deeper level of intimacy that's that's deeper than just infatuation that's deeper than just romance you two are buddies and you two feel like buddies and under a venus uh, uh in aquarius transit the need for friendships in your dynamics the need for friendship to be a cornerstone of your romantic involvements is really heightened as well uh, there's also this sense of independence and this level of freedom that your heart feels when Venus is in Aquarius. It also gives you a little bit of spark, right? So if you're in a partnership right now and you're, you and that person have been kind of stuck in a rut, when Venus enters into Aquarius on the, on the 20th, it may conjure up a bit of adventure and experimentation in your love life. I'll leave it there, but that is typically um, some energies that come in when Venus is in Aquarius. You become, again, more open, right? This is coming off the heels of Jupiter trining Uranus, right? You become more open to new ideas, new possibilities, new ways of expressing your love, new ways of bonding, friendship, connection that's rooted in friendship and common interests become uh, much more important. And and the levels of friendship in your intimate relationships become more apparent. This need and feeling of acceptance from that other person, it rolls into this Venus and Aquarius phase as well. So you become a bit more experimental. Um, you begin to look at love um, from not just the place of intimacy, but of the place of friendship and the place of, of partnership, of the ability to be yourself. How well can you be yourself in your partnerships will also come into the forefront as well. Any place that you feel like you truly can't be your honest self, those will not fare too well during this transit because each and every one of us will want to be our open and honest self. It's a really cool thing uh, about Aquarius when you look at uh, rulerships. Aquarius is noted as uh, being ruled by the planet Uranus, right? And so we're coming off of a trine to Uranus, right? To a, to the Aquarius sign dominant ruling planet. And so again, the heightened sense of let's try something new. Let's get ourselves unstuck. Let's do things and feel things that are different than we've already felt. Let's chart a new path. Let's chart a new course uh, that is being fueled um, and, and realized through that Venus and Aquarius transit. Another really cool thing is when we look at ancient planetary rulerships, the ancient planetary ruler of Aquarius is the planet, is the planet Saturn. And Saturn is the ruler, the current ruler of Capricorn. So I say all of this to say, for my Aquarius is out in the world and my Capricorns out in the world, whatever happens with Capricorn, whatever happens with Aquarius, you two are very, very linked 
in that your planets really cross each other and are supportive of each other. And Aquarius and Capricorns have a common rulership in the planet of Saturn. So whatever happens with Saturn and whatever happens with these respective signs, the, the experiences of those signs can be felt really intimately and pretty similarly. So if you are a Capricorn who knows an Aquarius or an Aquarius who knows a Capricorn, you may actually be experiencing some of the same stuff with uh, the Jupiter trine that I mentioned and also Venus entering into this new kind of phase of love. So it's something to think about. Both of these transits, the Jupiter forming a trine to Uranus, Venus going into Aquarius, both of them have a core central root. And that root is let's do some new shit. (laughs) Let's try some new shit. Let's be about some new shit. Let's stop limiting ourselves, our hearts, our minds, our actions, our, um, our outcomes, our possibilities, you know, think about all types of eventualities and Jupiter is helping each and every one of us look at those eventualities from a positive perspective, as opposed to the limiting cage we as humans normally place ourselves in. The very next day on the 21st, the sun enters into Capricorn. Happy birthday, Capricorns! I really love y'all, not gonna lie. I really love all the signs, actually. But Capricorns, I'm wrapping my heart around you so dearly. Those of you with Capricorn placements in your chart, if your chart is Capricorn heavy, I wrap my arms around you. Uh, In addition to that, if you are an, an Aquarius heavy chart, I wrap my arms around you as well. And I do so because there is going to be so much energy happening in the sign of Capricorn in 2020, especially the first half of the year, uh, but throughout the entire year. And I really, the Capricorns are, the light will be shining on you and the world will be shining on you. And that energy that's happening in Capricorn is going to hit each and every one of our lives in some way or another. So pay attention to your Capricorn friends and pay attention to what's going on in those dominant areas of your chart because it's going to be really important. Even if you have an empty house. So if Capricorn rules a house in your chart that's empty, That just means all of these transits in 2020 are going to be filling up that space. So if you didn't have anything happening in the Capricorn area of your chart before, you certainly will have it in 2020. And you may have already started to feel that with Jupiter entering in earlier this month. So let's talk our Capricorns. You beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beings are motivated by ultimately responsibility. Capricorns are noted to have this sense of ambition and and kind of um, limitless ambition to where all they care about is work and all they care about is their money, all they care about is securing a bag, all they care about is having a nice home. And so it presents the idea that there is a limited level of fun or a limited level of emotions and that couldn't be further from the truth. Capricorns are just a very realistic sign and so they understand uh, they they epitomize essentially the work hard, play hard kind of mantra, right? And so putting all of their energy into their work, into their responsibilities, into their tangible and realistic duties, enable them to have the fun 
and have the wildness and have and ex- and expand those limits and expand those boundaries in ways that other signs may not feel capable to do. Uh, Capricorns normally feel really capable to be whatever they want to be because they've done the work. So for them, it's a matter of simply executing, not spending a lot of time thinking about it or emotional effort, kind of feeling about it. Just do it and just get in there. Capricorns uh, derive a lot of their satisfaction from the outcome, particularly from the accomplishment and the completion of a task. So they're all about getting things done and they're all about accomplishing things. Uh, What is warned in this cycle for everyone, uh, because Capricorn energy will be available for all of us. So even even, you know, when we think about uh, the Christmas time and Christmas season and how all of us start the new year, we start the new year, you know, going back into our workplaces, ready to get everything done, ready to set plans and make the Q1 the best quarter of our entire lives. And a lot of the times we start off heavy like that and we don't really do the due diligence and then we burn ourselves out by the time the summertime hits or we start getting lazy around the time August hits because we have spent so much of the front half of the year trying to be so dedicated. And so my Capricorns, I urge you to take breaks. I urge you to watch for overindulgence. I urge you to watch for overwork, for burnout, for spending so much time trying to accomplish something that you miss the very things that are equally tangible but are harder to contain, like relationships, like family, like life. Don't miss your life. Spending so much time trying to put another notch in your belt, another trophy on the mantle, another award or degree or something on the wall. Ensure that you are doing that with a sense of um, reverence for the work that you're putting in, but the life that you've been given to do that work. And so, Being of service will affect all of us, wanting to accomplish goals and not simply sit on results that are um, meaningless. We've been seeing that having um, Venus and Capricorn for a a while. And and by the time you listen to this podcast, Venus may still be in Capricorn. So we've also been uh, aligning ourselves with relationships and making decisions in our relationships that are meaningful. Um, It's no surprise that the holiday season, particularly the time between uh, Thanksgiving and New Year's, is a time for two things. It tends to be a time for divorce and breakups, as well as engagements and declarations of love and declarations of partnerships. Because this is typically the time, whether you're a Capricorn or not, where you start getting serious about your life. You start wanting to see the tangible representation of what your love means. So maybe in another sign, you know, like maybe Cancer or even Taurus, you may be, you know, less inclined to want that kind of commitment to happen at that time. But notably, Outside of just the stress of Christmas time and the stress of gift giving, people tend to look back at their year and say, what have I gained? What have I gained through each and every effort that I have made throughout this year? What have I learned? What have I seen? So on the negative side, if you haven't been feeling fulfilled in your relationships or you haven't been feeling like they've been stable enough, 
you have this urge and this fire that at times pushes you to want to get out of them. However, on the conversely, if you see that the efforts that you've put in have blossomed your heart and blossomed the love, you also get to this point where you want to lock something down, make something official, hold on to that person really tightly because they are a, they are a tangible representation of your love. So when the sun enters Capricorn, it impacts people in very interesting ways. But for the Capricorns in and of itself, um, as a sign, I want to tell all of you to enjoy as well, right? It's Capricorns, you know your limits, you know how to color inside of the lines, just make sure the colors are beautiful and bright because it's your season. And so working towards those long-term goals are great, but ensuring that you are enjoying yourself and allowing yourself to reap the benefits of your hard work throughout the process, not simply delaying that uh, gratification to the very end, is going to be really, really critical for you all at this time. Why do I say that? Because five days later, we have the new moon in the sign of Capricorn that is also a solar eclipse. Capricorns, again, rule accomplishment, achievement, career, reputation, accountability. These are all big themes. And solar eclipses come with the age of new beginnings. So you have a new moon, you have a solar eclipse in a sign that is all about the aspects of your life that are getting grounded, stable, real, meaningful, and are driven by results. So this eclipse, this this solar eclipse on the 26th is going to drive stir, agitate, and awaken your ambitions, your sense of time, how much time you have to do X, how much time has it taken to do Y, how much time you need to get this thing accomplished, how much time do you have to get something accomplished, how much time do you want to commit to getting something accomplished. And that can hit any single part of your life. It can hit your romantic life, it can hit have children and your parenting, it can hit your career, it can hit your goals all over with your health and your well-being, it can hit any part of your chart, any part of your world where you feel like time is of the essence. Nice way to follow up Christmas, don't you think? (laughs) Nice thing to think about before the new year. A nice thing to think about. This solar eclipse on the 26th, uh, this new moon solar eclipse will give us an opportunity to begin. It will give us the opportunity really to see what our opportunities are. We won't be sitting around woe is me because this is Capricorn energy. So the idea of wallowing in what you didn't get accomplished or wallowing in that time is not the purpose. It's about understanding what your limit is. Okay, I want to get out of debt in five years. Boom. What's step one? What's step two? What's step three? What's step four? That's the kind of thinking that Capricorn energy 
is driving us towards. Not wallowing, not being scared, not just resting and uh, feeling a layer of self-pity. It's saying, okay, if this is my starting point, if this is my ground zero, and I want to be this person or have this life by the time I am this age or by the time uh, this person is of a certain age or this event happens, what do I need to do to get there? Each and every one of us will feel that sense of commitment during this time. We will want to create the protocol, the framework, the list, We will want to make the decisions that help us attain our goals. The maturity that we've been um, lacking for so long in making decisions, stop being indecisive, stop wallowing in self-pity, stop locking your own soul in a cage, stop locking your mind up. Capricorns are about, listen, this is what makes me happy. This is what I'm trying to do. And let's do it. And we will all get a sense of that energy at the end of the month when we have the new moon on the 26th and that solar eclipse wrapping it up in this energy of new beginnings that have real results, that have real outcomes and and will require real work and will require real action. And don't think that there are so many things in this world that are so intangible or esoteric or so, you know, in your imagination that there can't be something that you can do to influence. We may not have control over everything in our lives, but we do have influence and we do have free will. And we can change the course of any direction and any path we have through a single action, a single layer of influence that tells the universe you are ready to go. And so this is the time to tell the universe you are ready to go. You are ready to shed the weight of an old life to live a new one. What is ultimately necessary to change your life? There's willpower, there's desire, there's courage, maybe a little bit of fearlessness. There's a little bit of a attitude of fuck it. I'm just gonna do it anyway. But ultimately, it relies on a change in your mindset. And from a cosmic perspective, Where does the change of the mind live? Well, it lives wherever Mercury lives. And so two days after we have this new moon solar eclipse on the 26th, Mercury enters Capricorn. So now at the time of this planetary shift, we have the sun in Capricorn, the moon has a powerful transit in Capricorn, Jupiter's already in Capricorn, and now Mercury is entering Capricorn. Capricorns, get ready for it. When Mercury is in Capricorn, our change in our thinking is radically shifted from ideals to realism. What was once a possibility is now converted into an actuality. And so our thinking becomes methodical. We get focused, we get practical. 
I know these things may sound boring if you're more of on more on the creative side, but if you've been sitting on a creative idea, if you've had writer's block, if you haven't been able to put the brush to that canvas, if you haven't been able to get that business up and running, maybe what you need is a reorganization of your steps. And so when Mercury enters into Capricorn, it infuses all of us with a sense of order, a sense of focusing on what you can do. And that's another thing with Capricorn energy that's really important. It's not about doing everything to accomplish the goal. It's about looking at the possible action steps and choosing the ones that will garner the most success. So it's not reckless. It's not thoughtless. It's let's pull all the data together. Let's look at it real quick and make real clear, honest decisions. So belaboring a decision, belaboring an action, belaboring possible negative outcomes is just not a part of this transit. And our mind will not be sitting in that place as well. When we speak to people, our conversations during a Mercury and Capricorn transit tend to lean on the, on the um, structured side orderly, logical, very organized. We tend to take the emotions and not dilute them or ignore them, but take the emotions and pull out what's real from them. Pull out what's actually fixable and fixing it. If you've been in conflict with someone and you've been having a hard time getting your feelings out or getting your thoughts across or working on a solution, Mercury in Capricorn helps your mind shift to become more solution oriented. Pay attention to how this happens at work when you're at meetings, right? Again, it coincides with this end of the year, new year, when people come back into the office ready to tackle challenges, ready to use things and words like operationalize, ready to look at uh, uh, the underlining processes, uh, ready to look at the foundations and the hierarchy. So a lot of reorganizations of companies happen during this time because you start to get more organized and then you're looking at the org chart like why do these three people report into this particular division or this team that's stupid that's not efficient you start to look at efficiencies and inefficiencies become more paramount and that can happen not just at work but it can also happen in your in any kind of dynamic relationship that you have so on the negative side you have to guard yourself against becoming too critical of the people you love and becoming too critical of your children, of your parents, of your uh, spouses, of your significant others. Again, in Capricorn season, we also have Christmas time and we have New Year's. And so there's a lot of family time. There's a lot of conversations and you start to get critical and criticisms come up in some of those conversations, especially if you are not living the kind of lifestyle that your parents may have wanted you to live or your siblings may have wanted you to live. And so you begin to dissect your life. You begin to dissect the lives of others. Um, And on a less, you know, optimistic note, I want to, I want to also send kind of a special word out to anyone who may be suffering anxiety, depression, Uh, seasonal affective disorder, any kind of sadness of the spirit. 
yes, the energy that I'm talking about is critical and it's so, and it's laced in criticism. And so you have to be really, 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 really kind to yourself and kind to others. Everyone is going to be evaluating themselves, their place in this world, their lives, the way they've lived their life. This is a season where that tends to happen. And we have so much energy in this season and in this astrological placement, in this sign, that you may see some of it really come to the surface. And it can actually be really good. Sometimes we get sad or we get lost or we get burdened by how we think our life isn't uh, going or or we feel like we haven't accomplished all the things that we wanted to accomplish. But when we really do the pro and con list of our life and we actually do get critical and we actually do look at what's really going on, we actually begin to see how far we've come, how beautiful we are, how much we've achieved, how much we've actually accomplished and didn't give ourselves credit for because we've spent so much time sitting in our sadness that we never even thought for a second to stop and smell the roses or that roses were ever growing in the first place. So have some compassion for yourself and give equal weight to all of the beautiful parts about you and your life as much as you would think to give the parts about you that you feel need some tweaking in this lifetime. Mercury entering Capricorn will give us just that. The transits that are happening and are taking place prior to this moment are giving us just that. And so it's an exciting time to really make, again, your dreams come true to look at your life with fairness and with love and with beauty, with honesty, but also with hope and with optimism. It's no accident that Jupiter is sitting in probably the most critical part of someone's chart, of a sign. It's not sitting there to put a spotlight on inefficiency. It's sitting there to give you the joy and the optimism and the courage to say, I can make whatever inequities I see, whatever inconsistencies I see, whatever accomplishments that I'm lacking, I can do this. We can do this. It can happen. That's what this alignment really means. And so if you're feeling that in this time, or if you're, if you're feeling that, embrace it. It's not fake. If you're not feeling it yet, you will. And when it does happen, Take that with you and give beauty to every part of your darkness and find your way forward to make it right. I know that was a doozy. I hope that the timestamps in the description were helpful because I know this is a longer episode than usual. There was some good sponsored content in there and also um, just longer segments in general. The universe is doing some really beautiful things and I wanted to dive into them as best as I can and as relevant as I can for each and every one of you, right? So I am also living and breathing this energy as well. 
And so I won't bore you with too many um, more minutes of this outro, but I will say that I've appreciated every single moment of 2019 and the content that I was able to provide this year. Um, I've also been traveling through the ebbs and flows of the universe. And so my goals for 2020 will be to get clear about my vision. So I'm setting a 2020 vision, not just for my whole life, but individually what I want content uh, for healing and doses to be, what I want to provide you all. I'm taking suggestions. I love them. So leave comments wherever you listen, because I do read all of them. These segments are produced using Anchor. And so I, I pretty much travel to every single place that these episodes play. And I look at comments and sometimes I'm able to respond to them. And sometimes I'm not, but I look at your suggestions and your comments and your questions, and I try to infuse those into the sessions as well. So I am listening and I am seeing, and I thank each and every one of you that have ever listened to even a minute of one of these episodes. And I hope whatever minute that was, it was as meaningful to you as it was to me. I encourage each and every one of you to think about all of this kind of, um, kind of get shit done energy we got going on and and make the changes in your life that you really, really want to see come into fruition. For me, I'm looking at my business growing. I am looking at my love life expanding, and I am looking at focusing energy there. And I'm also looking at uh, building better friendships and connecting deeper with my family, particularly my family history and building upon such beautiful things that have come through my my ancestors and who we are as a, as a family and who we are as individuals and really activating um, that which has come through me from centuries and centuries and centuries of power. And so I take that with me into this new decade, into this new uh, moment in my life. And I hope that you have some 2020 vision goals that are um, just as impactful to you as, as those are to me. So my darlings, my darlings, my darlings, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your December. And don't forget what I always say, be kind and gentle with the universe. Be kind and gentle with those you love. Be kind and gentle with the energy around you so that the energy, the universe, and those you love may be kind and gentle with you. Bye-bye, darlings. Till next time.